Latina women on a mission to be your voice and make your voices be heard. I'm Melanie. I'm a single 30-something woman born and raised in Texas that is navigating life as a single gal and hopes to inspire and encourage women. I'm Liz, a mom and a wife with a lot of spunk. I speak the blunt, honest truth. Our lifestyle podcast touches on topics of love, friendship, marriage, motherhood, and so much more. And, and we, we are Modern, Modern Day Mujeres. Hey guys, welcome back. This is Liz. And this is Mel. And we have a special guest, and I'll introduce her really quickly. Um, it's Angelica Garcia, owner of Examine Your Brand and host of With Love Helly podcast. <laughs> she loves helping brands grow. When she's not creating strategies to expand and elevate brands, she loves to go to church, do yoga, and coach volleyball. She believes her mission in life is to spread love and light by helping as many people in, in many capacities as possible. So you guys are in for a treat. She is definitely such a sweet girl. And I personally love her post and her podcast. So if you guys get a chance to check her out, um, I'm pretty sure she's on all platforms, right? Yeah. Say hi. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm like a little nervous. I feel like I'm a little starstruck with her. <laughs> but yeah. Um, thank you for joining us. Thank you guys so much for having me. Of uh, it's really, really an honor and a pleasure. No, honestly. we're yeah. so happy. Like I said, I, I like I feel like I'm fangirling over here because I watch your stuff. So meeting you in person and getting to talk to you is like yay! It's like a happy moment for myself. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, let us in a little bit on how you got started on examining your brand and you know how that came to be. Which you guys definitely have to check her out on that. And so we'll touch base on that. Go ahead. Yeah, so um, it's an interesting story to getting into digital marketing because I actually was a teacher and a coach for six years. And so I loved it. And I loved Mm -hmm. the kids. And Mm -hmm. I loved everything that I was doing. And I was trying to decide what I was going to do. And I had um, been in teaching and coaching for a while. So I decided to go get my master's degree. And I got it in sports marketing. Mm. And so my advisor at the time was like, you should go to LA and work for this company. I have an in on. And I was like, sure, I'm, I'm down. <laughs> like, I yeah. was like moving every two years anyways. Like wow. why not move to LA, a place? sounds cool. Yeah, sounds, <laughs> right? sounds awesome. <laughs> and so I moved out to LA and it was such a blessing because yeah. the guys that I worked with, with Warren Moon and David Meltzer, um, are just some huge players in changing the game in so many aspects. Mm-hmm. And it was really ground floor digital. Like, really, nobody was doing it yet. Wow. And so we were just making up stuff as we went along. <laughs> like, we yeah. were trying to figure out how to make things, you know, grow and mm-hmm. engagement. And we were working on podcasts back then when nobody was doing podcasts. Yeah. And um, we did you know, book sales and all kinds of stuff. We were, I was just telling the one of my guys the other day that we actually set up a studio to try to do clothing uh-huh. and we didn't know how to get the white background. So we just got white sheets and like ironed them and put them down on the ground wow. and took pictures over them. Wow. <laughs> and then like <laughs> cropped them out with like Adobe. And, wow. and then we just made that. <laughs> like that was like, so we just had no oh my idea. Gosh. Like we just had no idea. And so we were just kind of doing whatever. So I just got such a really great, like, grasp on so many things in digital. Yeah. And then I, that internship ended, 
And obviously, it's super expensive to live in LA. And I was like, I, I could go back to Texas and make a really good life <laughs> and not have to live in a house with five people. Oh, yep. my God. Mm-hmm. Yeah, dude. I don't know how my, my sister-in-law lives in LA right now. Mm-hmm. And she's doing advertising. And I'm just like, how are you... Like living out there, but she she does have a really it's good a job out there. It's a certain type of person and lifestyle that can do that. Yeah, Absolutely. oh yeah. for sure. You gotta have like big dreams, like, <laughs> and suffer through so much to yeah want to live there. But mm-hmm. yeah, that's pretty cool. That's awesome. It's so raw, like to hear that because now what it's become in digital marketing is so crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so we came back to Texas. How did how did that take off? Like, did you? Did, did you work for somebody and then set your brand or how did that work? Yeah. So I, one of my friends owns a cow, a Dallas Cowboys experience company. And oh. so that was really my first in, into actually live social media. And mm-hmm. so I was basically running live social media. Um, and so that helped me learn about stories and live yeah. and all of these things that again, people weren't doing yet. So I just, am like <laughs> yeah. trying all these things out, yeah. which has kind of been my niche where like, I just find whatever's new and like innovative. And then I try to figure out how to make it work. That's awesome. Um, but so I are you did doing TikTok. I had a TikTok <laughs> and I'm trying to decide because all of the oh bigger players gosh. like Gary Vee and like Dwayne Johnson, all uh-huh. these guys are doing just motivational stuff on it. They're not okay. actually doing like silly gimmicks and things like that they're just doing straight up just talking kind of like instagram stories um but they're just doing it in a more unique fashion okay Um, so i've really kind of been trying to decide like whether or not i want to move into it or not because i'm like i'm not gonna be other like dancing no i am i am not coordinated i I haven't signed up for it but i don't see myself using it that way my daughters try to teach me one dance and i'm like nope can't do it. Maybe when I was younger, like I could dance, but now, girl, these bones hurt. <laughs> and I do love to dance, and I'm like, that's not really my platform. So to like really exactly. go out there and just like start dancing, I feel yeah. like that's really silly. Yeah. And as a 32 year old, I feel like all the kids would be like, "What's happening? Yeah, what are you doing? Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, my kids are going to judge me. You're not doing it right. Exactly. You know? so. Exactly. But yeah, so then I worked for a company called Gas Monkey Garage. Oh, I've heard of them. Um, yeah. yeah. So I was ahead of all of their digital. So we had TV shows, um, alcohol, uh, energy drink, merchandise, um, restaurants, wow. music venue. So I just got so many different kinds of um, marketing and so many mm-hmm. different kinds of places yeah. um, in the digital space in that job. And it just was super demanding on time. I mean, mm-hmm. I was running probably like 90 hour weeks and oh I just goodness. was like, girl, this cannot last for a lifetime. Like <laughs> right? my relationship was suffering. Like mm-hmm. I was yeah. suffering. Everything was, was, and we were traveling. I was traveling like one, two times a week. So it was, wow. was kind of crazy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so then I was like, okay, I want to do something like cool and new and exciting. Mm-hmm. And I worked for this agency that was exactly that. I mean, we all wore black leather jackets every day to work, <laughs> like, and backwards hats. Like, I loved it. It was, oh, it was uh-huh. great. Nice. Um, and it just, I just am not about um, selling things that we don't need, that we that people don't need. Yeah. And so I want to make mm-hmm. sure that, that I keep my own integrity and that the business keeps their own integrity. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it was, it still is a great company. And, mm-hmm. and now they've grown so much. And I'm so proud of them. Yeah. Um, I just felt like I needed to be on my own and do my own thing. Yeah. And so I was like, 
I'm out. I'm going to figure it out. <laughs> and I just kind of like jumped with the no plan. Really? And I just did it. And so I, wow. it, it worked out well. Yes. <laughs> I think oh. that's what, cause that, like, sometimes that's what people need is they need to just go out and fly. You know? Yeah. Like, you don't need a plan because then it's going to be what if, what if, what if. Oh, and then that, that fear, fear sets, sets in. in. Yes. And so I think that's like probably the best thing that happens when people do that. Like mm-hmm. I just see so much success when that happens. Yeah. yeah. That's amazing that you did that. Like already believing in yourself mm-hmm. and setting yourself like I'm going to do something. I don't know what it is, but yeah. you do it. <laughs> like you already yeah, are definitely. manifesting that for yourself. Yeah. Like yeah. to set yourself up already for the possibility they're endless you know so that's really amazing and so you started examining your brand yeah so I started examining my brand and examine your brand and um, it was basically for me to do auditing at the beginning Mm -hmm. um, to be able to audit other people's business from the outside in Mm -hmm. and um, at the social level at the digital level and even at full marketing level um, because I think that a lot of times even now, people still use print every once in a while, depending on the industry. Yeah. Sometimes some industries are super heavy print still. Mm-hmm. And they don't actually take a look at, like, what's actually working. We're just throwing out a billion, you know, <laughs> pieces in the mail. And we're yeah. like, is this actually getting a return? Mm-hmm. You know, are, is your TV yeah. getting a return? And how do you know? How do you know that True. that's happening? Yeah. Um, and so I think that that's one of the biggest things that I wanted to do was really hone in on what people are doing, who's their target market, are you actually mm-hmm. reaching your target market, and if not, here are some new and innovative ways to reach them. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, like I said before, like that's one of my favorite things, is to come to a business and be like, have mm-hmm. you tried this? And they're like, I don't even know what that is. And I'm like, great, let's talk about yeah. it. <laughs> you get excited yeah. for them, because exactly. you know the potential's there for them. And that's the amazing thing with these type of small businesses or like owned businesses that have started from like ground zero to work their way to what they do now like you have to believe in the process Mm -hmm. and also Mm -hmm. take that leap of faith and being like all right whatever you say like that's why you're you're, you know that's why you also contract these businesses to do these things like i know sometimes it i hear that people are like no they don't want to do this or they don't want to be on social media because xyz reasons and it's like but like there's potential there and then what is the outcome of it you know like that's what you we're do we're in the digital age now like this is how people are True, marketing now you mm-hmm. know so i, I mean they don't there's not even tv hardly i don't watch tv so i don't <laughs> i know i don't watch commercials i canceled my cable so <laughs> you know i don't i know there's so many of us that don't watch cable anymore yeah. so that's a big market that that's lost yeah, so, that's very true. I think a lot of people um, like maybe tried it at the very beginning and they had like their cousin or like a kid <laughs> mm-hmm. or like, you know, an agency that maybe wasn't developed yet. Um, do it, especially small businesses. I hear a lot with small businesses. And so they yeah. kind of get this burn feeling where uh-huh. like, or they think I can do this by myself. Yeah. Like if you can do it, I can definitely do it by myself. Mm-hmm. And they only know, most people only see like the front end of like, posting with a mm-hmm. caption they're like oh I can make a caption and I can take a picture and I can post it but there's so much more behind it mm-hmm. in order to get engagement in order to get um, more people following you organically mm-hmm. there's paid now and it depends on the kind of you know interactions and promotions yeah. and different things that you want to do there's so many different avenues yeah. now 
um, that if you all you do is just post and and have like a rah rah caption, it's not you know it's it's fine. You're gonna have exposure. That's obviously exposure, but mm-hmm. it's it's not going to grow your brand. Right. Exactly. Right. I mean, and that's what you want as a small business is to engage with your customers or to your clients or mm-hmm. to your audience so that they are the people that spread your word and spread your your business name. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's how you grow. Yeah, that's very true. Mm-hmm. And what would you say to someone that is so hesitant to have someone come from the outside in and tell them, hey, you should do this? Like, have you had that kind of like pushback on it? Um, I usually have a little bit of pushback at the beginning, but with the audit, I do the audit in such a way that it shows them exactly what's not going right. And then I give them the right answer. Mm -hmm. And so for my thing is, is like, I'm handing you the tools Mm -hmm. for a super cheap, low price. I'm handing you the tools and you can decide whether you want to do it on your own or not, or you want to pay somebody to do it. But either way, I'm giving you the answer. Mm -hmm. And so the answer is there. And mm-hmm. so a lot of times whenever people see that I'm giving them the answer without asking for anything in return mm-hmm. other than, you know, the cost that it took my time to yeah. make the audit, mm-hmm. um, usually they try to start then being like, okay, well, what is it that you could do out of this? Like, then they yeah. start to be kind of this, like, inquiry, question, answer type place okay, instead yeah. of this, like, hard shell. Because a lot mm-hmm. of times people will come in and be like, oh, we can do your social, we can do your email, we can do texting, we can do all these things. Mm-hmm. And they're like, for a package of blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And, like, I'm like, who, do you need all that stuff? Do you, like, yeah. do you even have all of the tools to mm-hmm. make all of those things work? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and so my thing is, like, what do you have? What do you have to work with? Because sometimes there's... There's been some companies where they're like, we have one person who just can't do everything. And I'm like, cool. What are their strengths? Mm-hmm. Like, let's start there. That's in my audit. It's like, yeah. what is this person's strengths? Figure out what they can do. And then, like, don't pay somebody to do that. That's silly. You're already paying somebody to do it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, pay somebody to do the things that they're not great at or that you don't have in-house mm-hmm. or that you don't have the time to do or whatever it is because time yeah. is money. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know? Sure. And mm-hmm. if you're doing things that you shouldn't be doing as a business owner because you think that I can just save this money, it doesn't make sense because mm. you're not going to grow. Yeah. Right. You know, and, and all small business owners, we have to like, we our money is like so tight. We hold on to it so mm-hmm. tight. Of course. And yeah. instead of like allowing it to free flow and like taking maybe a small hit for a minute, it could grow so much exponentially bigger. Yeah. It's such and an investment on yourself and your company when exactly. you're able to pay the money to market. Yeah. You know, that's a whole different expense is marketing. Yeah, and, oh, for sure. You know, I I went to school for marketing and I freaking loved it. I just d- never finished. But yeah, it was so interesting to me the budgets that huge corporations have for marketing. Yeah, like, and, and they <laughs> lack to see that the return in marketing itself is exponential. Yeah. Because when when I started doing apartment uh, property management, when I was leasing, my favorite freaking thing to do was marketing. Yeah. And even when I became a property manager, I still love to be in the midst of marketing events with like properties and you know like going to other properties and like you know marketing like certain things or um as far as like specials what do you guys have can i send you people blah blah blah. like that was the thing that i don't know like it just got me like so excited Mm -hmm. to be able to like see the return of like oh well this apartment reached out to us or this you know company reached out to us if we market them they gave us xyz you know it just like Marketing is, like, crazy, like, 
I don't know. For me, it's fun. I don't know why, it, but and that I thought it was fun too, and that's why I went to school for it because mm-hmm. at the time I was working for a nonprofit in their um, resource development or research and development team, and so we did a bunch of like campaigning and we did the yearly galas and stuff like that, and those were so much fun for me. Yeah, you know, reaching out to other businesses mm-hmm. that wanted to donate to us or to do the auction for us or anything like that. It was just so much fun, and then you know actually being in the room and creating mm-hmm. these campaigns with the marketing people i was like this looks like so much fun yeah <laughs> <laughs> but yeah that's how i got into it you yeah. know just really realizing who our who our audience was for that nonprofit and trying to reach out to mm-hmm. them and of course it was a nonprofit for you know people with uh, with chronic diseases and oh. so they were a bunch of older people so we did have to do a lot of mailing mm-hmm. Um, so that's how you also have to learn that mm-hmm. you know? yeah so it's fun I think one of the biggest things too that I talk about when I'm talking to smaller businesses is that they're like oh I want to do social media and that's like their one thing and I'm like listen like marketing as a whole you have to have all the things now mm-hmm. because somebody scrolling on social media isn't always going to see your post you got like yep. 0.3 seconds to catch my eyes and i'm scrolling exactly mm-hmm. to be exactly honest. and so one of the things i tell people like my brother is a prime example um because he is like such like anti-digital anti-social <laughs> yet on a regular basis he buys things off of facebook like, on a regular basis and i'm like you are the perfect potential customer <laughs> because what awesome. happens, you're getting sucked into those ads exactly but what happens is is that he gets an email about it somebody mm. texts him about it and then all of a sudden he sees an ad on facebook and he's like i think i need these and i'm like you just got had yeah yeah like you just got had but they hit him on every single level instead of just like one time and hoping that he was going to do it one time mm-hmm. and so a lot of the biggest problems right now i feel like in businesses is that they think they should just do one avenue instead of attaching all the avenues together yes. and making a big campaign and mm-hmm. a big marketing strategy rather than being like i'm going to do this on facebook this on instagram mm-hmm. this in email this and they're all different yeah and none of them attached together mm-hmm. and when you attach them together that's what builds the following Mm -hmm. that's what builds you know because they've seen it and been touched so many times that there's just no going back and people are like I don't want to bother people I'm like everyone bothers everyone these days like if you're somebody (laughs) who doesn't want to bother somebody you're never gonna win yeah because like that's all we do right Mm -hmm. that's all we do and now like now that we have these like bots and things that can do DMing like DMing now has the open rate of what email did when it first came out so wow. it's like 85 to 90 percent open rate and i was like i always tell people when people are like that's crazy i'm like but if somebody dms you on instagram are you gonna open it absolutely you don't really know yeah, sometimes you're like, like you're, you're like, like what do they want yeah, yeah exactly you're like the who curiosity is who is yeah. this and like what do they want to <laughs> yeah. say yeah so even though it may be like you delete it right mm-hmm. away you still opened it because yes. you were still curious right yeah. and so like emails now a lot of times people won't even open them they're like mm-hmm. no because you don't know delete. who it's from yeah right? exactly and it's so easier when it's an instagram <laughs> because you can just go to their profile yeah. are they a real person or not exactly. and then see their history yeah. of what they do yeah, I can see that. Yeah, that makes total sense now. I didn't even think about it <laughs> I didn't until either. you just said it. It takes a professional male to kind of be like, hey, girl, this so is why it's happening. Enough, right? <laughs> Professionals, that's what they're here for. Yeah. And um, so now with your examining your brand, you guys are going into how long into business? How has that been for you? 
Good. Um, we're we're starting our second year now, and mm-hmm. um, everything is everything is really good. I think for me, it's like deciding. Now I feel like in the industry and agency wise, you're trying to decide like, do I go like with one aspect, like one avenue? Like, do I go just straight like beauty? Do I go mm-hmm. just straight like restaurants? Or go, you know, or do you try to do a variety of things and yeah. like, you know, give all of a little bit to everything? Mm-hmm. Um, so I think like eventually you can go and like spread out and do a bunch of different things, but at the beginning you have to really try to find a niche. Yeah. Um, so I'm kind of in that space because I <laughs> I have been in so many spaces myself mm-hmm. that I'm like, I could do anything. Like this is fine. Like you wanna bring on like a different <laughs> client that I've never had. This is gonna be fine, we can do it. But like every I've now noticed that like every single industry you have to approach it so differently with content that it's yes. very hard for the content creators mm. to make them go like back and forth in between industries and be like, okay, this has to be like this. And that mm-hmm. one's not gonna be anything like this one over here. Um, okay. So from a content creator standpoint, I feel like sometimes my content creators get really frustrated because they're having to like move in so many different mm. directions and so many different mm-hmm. times. And creatives can get, get exhausted. Yeah. Like, we don't mm-hmm. think so. We think creatives are, like, always creative. Yeah. But, no, like, if you're just, stretching them in so yeah. many different avenues, they they get exhausted. I can yeah. see how that can happen. I mean. It, it feels like almost a little burnout. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, and in, in, in honestly, you're just, like, all you're doing is taking a picture. And that's all. Like, no. Like, there goes. There's so many things behind the scenes that mm-hmm. um, what you're doing with it, like, what you're actually going to you know, put out there, how you're going to, you know, where you're going to do it, time, money, like, (laughs) I mean, and I guess you have to make, and then you have to make sure that the, I guess the sponsor, the person who's doing this, yeah, is Mm -hmm. okay with it, I guess, yeah, 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 there's a lot of back and forth, and just now video is king, right, so Mm -hmm. just the way you shoot video for different kinds of industries is, so crazy mm-hmm. and everybody has their own opinion and everybody has their own thing and then like yeah. what's going to work with the customer and what's going to work with your target market and you know how are we going to kind of edit this and use it for a different platform mm-hmm. and maybe it goes on youtube and on facebook and on instagram and right. how does it look different for all you know there's just so many things <laughs> wow. now that go into it and um i think that for creatives while it's a great time for creatives to do some really cool things mm-hmm. it's also a time for them to feel like they need to like be in one avenue mm-hmm. to get really good at it instead of like being just like pulled into so many different directions. Yeah. Gotcha. And that's just the feedback I get from my guys. I don't mm-hmm. know that that's the feedback for everyone. For everybody. But, mm-hmm. um, for my guys, I feel like that's that's kind of where we're, we're rolling with. They feel like if I can get in one space, I can like really kill it in this one space. But I feel like that's everyone, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like if yeah. you can get in like oh, one sure. space and like become the expert, mm-hmm. then like it's it's great. But if you have only like a little bits and pieces of everything, you're yeah. not you're not the expert of anything. Yeah. yeah. So you're like, what are you really doing? Yeah. <laughs> so are your clients are they mostly like businesses or are they like individual uh, brand? owners or so both okay yeah both um businesses and individual brand owners and i just actually had some meetings with um some ladies the other day that um want to do some training stuff and oh, i never nice. thought about it i never yeah. thought about um you know training influencers or different people like that, workshops like workshops yeah. kind of thing um so like i told you guys before like i have <laughs> yeah. all these like great dreams and i'm like let's do all these things um so i'm now in the process of putting together like if you want to be able to do it yourself 
um, how that works because I feel like a lot of times people are like, oh, you have to make like a really engaging caption mm. and you've got to find some hashtags mm-hmm. and you got to tag some people and you got to do this, you got to do that, but they don't actually tell you how to do it. Mm-hmm. They just tell you like, these are the steps. Yeah. yeah. And so I was talking with these women and I was like, you need to go A, B, C. And they're like, what? And I was like, yeah. And they're like, can you like make a training about this? Like we have tons of people who will take <laughs> I'm it. Serious. Oh, I am serious. I suck at social media. I'll be the first to, to say <laughs> I really do. Like I love posting, but not in the sense of like promoting myself or the podcast or anything. I really suck at it because I just don't know how. Liz is like a pro at it. She'll show me all the analytics and I'm like, I don't know how you do this, but you go girl. Like she really does it. And it is, it's like a science to really figure out how to get us out there it's yeah. it's so crazy it is really crazy and i mean i can see how people want to get on get in a workshop for it because mm-hmm. i mean i would i'm interested i'm just i'm so busy but <laughs> it's it's so interesting to me because yeah. i would want to know like mm-hmm. why is, is it why does it work for one person and not for the other you know what i mean yeah so, absolutely yeah. and the busy thing i love that you said that because that was something they said too mm-hmm. they were like we're so busy we have all these things and i'm like Yes, we are all very busy we people. All are. But at the end of the day, there are so many people who are killing it who literally only do two hours in the week and they have a whole week's worth of content, like ready to go. Yeah. Oh, so, I applaud those people. I applaud <laughs> yes. that too. It takes a lot of planning. <laughs> yeah. But at the end of the day, like there is a process that you can put into place and it for me it takes way more than two hours. But but it only does take one day. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. it just depends on like how often you want to put it out there, how you're how you're putting it out there. Mm-hmm. Um, and also like the messaging piece is such an important piece of the whole thing. I love Gary Vee. I talk about him a lot because I love his like content mm-hmm. ideas. And he's like, it doesn't matter if you're putting out a thousand pieces of content, if the content you're putting out isn't like from you and who you are as a person, mm-hmm. like it's not gonna matter yeah. to people. Very like, true. And that's that's my biggest thing is like for me personally, when I put out content, like it matters to me and who I am as a person. Mm-hmm. And I'm hoping that it, you know, that it helps and reaches other people. But at the end of the day, it's really just for me to encourage myself most of the time. Yeah. And I'm like, you can do this. And people yeah. are like, you're so encouraging. I'm like, yeah, for myself, I'm so glad it's I'm putting it out there. You're like, I'm putting it out there, but because I need this thing. <laughs> exactly. And if it helps you, that's even more that's better. Even yeah. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. That's exactly how it is. Yeah, it's so funny. <laughs> and that's how you kind of, is that how you kind of got into now with your podcast with Love Helly? Yeah, so I think that I, I, like always have wanted to be a public speaker mm-hmm. and so that's something that I'm working towards and um so I have I feel like I have a lot to say all the time <laughs> but <laughs> but I like and like social media I'm like what like what should I actually talk about because I feel like mm-hmm. you should have like one thing like you're kind of going towards mm-hmm. and I was like I never really knew like what exactly I wanted to talk about and then um you know I had this huge breakup and and I sat there one day and I was like thinking to myself and I was like, man, if I stayed in this relationship for a whole year, it just must mean that I really don't love myself. And I was like, I need to figure out how to love myself and I need to go on this journey. And then I was like, 
that's it. Like, we're doing it. (laughs) And literally, like, the next day, I pulled up my phone. I was like, we're rolling. Like, I'm just going to say whatever comes to mind. I didn't have anything written down. Yep. I just, like, went with it. And, and of course, my mom's, like, the first person. She's like, it was really great, but, like, can you, like, bring those ideas together? Like, like, randomly. I'm like, it's the first one, Mom. Yeah. Oh, we did the same thing. Oh, yeah. Sometimes we're like, we don't even know what we're going to talk about. We're we're just going to ramble. Whatever happens, Mm -hmm. happens. I think that was, that's why we did a cute. Q&A for our very first yeah, episode rather did. than having actual like set things it was mm-hmm. just like let's just ramble on some random questions <laughs> yeah and yeah like that's crazy that sometimes inspirations come from like our lowest moments yes and that's really powerful that the fact that you reflected and said that I must not love myself if I was here for a year yeah like mm-hmm. how did that come to be for you to like actually like step back and being like okay like we need to snap out of it. Like, let's get let's get it together, girl. <laughs> I think that one, like, I I feel like I'm a super deep person, mm-hmm. and I'm a very reflective person, and so I mm-hmm. love conversations that are like super deep, super mm-hmm. real, raw, vulnerable. Mm-hmm. People probably hate it most of the time. Like sometimes my friends avoid me so that they don't have to have like the hard conversation because they you know. need those friends though. <laughs> I need those friends sometimes. I need my deep conversation friends. Yeah, like, I am not a uh, what are those people called? Like I don't Surface. do small talk. Yeah, like mm. like I don't. I'm not a big mm-hmm. small talk person. I don't know why, but I could do it if I have to. Like uh, I can snap and just hey, like with small talk. But yeah, like ha- sitting down and being like why do you feel that way or what made you feel that way or like what were your intentions or and stuff mm-hmm. like that i'm like dang you're making like when i sit here and talk with mel like hours before we even hit record we've been talking for like two three hours oh yeah and mm-hmm. i'm just like you just made me open like parts of my soul <laughs> <I didn't want. laughs> but that's why you keep these people around yeah and, and you learn so much about yourself right yes. and you just learn so much more about like what's happening what's going on and i think for me Like, I always just want to become a better version of myself. Mm -hmm. And so for me, I always try to become reflective and really try to pick out in the pieces. I've heard some of you guys' podcasts. um, I was telling you guys earlier. (laughs) And you guys were talking about, like, the the generational, um, like... Trauma. 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 Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so... From that, like, I heard one of those, and I was like, I need to go talk to my therapist about generational trauma, because yeah. I for sure have this. <laughs> and uh, it's so funny, because it, it was a big deal to one of my podcasts um, mm-hmm. a few weeks ago, because I feel like I also have some pieces that I don't want to pass on. Mm-hmm. And because of that, I really need to work on some stuff. Yeah. And so it's just always this, like, reflective process, and just me trying to figure out, like, what's happening within myself Mm -hmm. because I felt like for a long time I was the victim and you guys have talked about that too Um, and and I felt like I was the victim and that Mm -hmm. I was like creating these stories around my like victim like being the victim yeah Mm -hmm. and so after like I think it was like maybe like 28 I finally like just like tore out of this thing and I was like I'm not the victim anymore (laughs) and I just wanted to like be my own person and do my own thing and like Mm -hmm. have my own story yeah and like those things like yeah they happen but at the end of the day like I make myself who I am I don't I don't have to be any of these things yeah and so um really it's just I try to reflect on a regular basis and that's how this podcast kind of came about was Mm -hmm. me just wanting to reflect you know, 
on who I am, but also, like, how I'm dealing with things. Yeah. And, like, so when things come up, like, for instance, like, it's been a while since I've had that relationship, but, like, sometimes things come up and they trigger you. Oh. And so then, like, and a lot of times we don't talk about it, right? Then we just, like, keep it they in. They just want to, like, bury yeah, it. Yeah, you're like, yeah. like, let's just slide that under the rug. Like, that sucks, but we're, like, we're going to move on. Mm-hmm. And for me, I'm like, no. Like, if I can, like, put it out there and I can be honest, especially being in a new relationship, mm-hmm. then I think that that just makes it so much stronger. Yes. You're being vulnerable. Yeah. yeah. Just open and honest and raw and real. I think those are just, yeah. like, the... Those triggers, man. They really, <laughs> I mean, it's been a couple years for me, but even uh-huh. now, you know what? And I'll, I'll say this now, but yesterday I was on my way home um, because I used to be triggered by a lot of different things, just small things, a song on the radio, uh-huh. um, you know, like a sign that I saw outside. It's just so, so small. So yesterday I was on my way home from work and I was listening to Chris Stapleton. He's one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. And the, the song Fire Away came on. <laughs> oh, and that was, yeah. that's like one of my favorite songs from his. But for the last two years, I have skipped that song because it just brings me to a puddle of tears. Mm. Like, I can't listen to it because I'll cry. And yesterday, I it came on, and I was like, I'm going to skip it. And then I was like, you know what? Let me just listen to it. Mm-hmm. And I listened to it, and I didn't cry. But at that time, it, like, didn't even mean anything anymore. You allowed yourself mm. to go through the motions, whether you had any or... And I sat there, and I was like, "What did? how did I feel during that time when I listened to this song that it always made me cry? Mm-hmm. And I was like, that is growth, girl. Like, <laughs> yes. <laughs> it really was, because yeah. I was like, I, would, I couldn't listen to that song. Every time it would come on, like, yeah. if I was with friends, and I'm like, change it. I can't listen to it. Like, mm-hmm. it will make me cry. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. Allowing yourself to go through that, I think that was... I think that was recently one of the questions or someone had posted in our group on Facebook mm-hmm. about her breakup and how terrible it was and what she went through and her feelings towards it. And she's like, I just, what do I do like with these feelings and the support that came flooding her comments on the group message was immense. Like the, everyone was just so supportive, but everyone was like, just feel those feelings. Mm-hmm. And I was so proud of them for not bashing the situation. It's easy. It's easy to because be it's like- it's so easy, like you said, to be the victim, the victim. of these things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yes, whatever he did was crap, Terrible. right? Yeah. It was oh, crap. Sure. But nobody said like, screw that guy. Yeah, get you know, over it. Yeah, like, nothing like that. Yeah. And like, I was so proud that these women mm-hmm. were like, let yourself go through it. It's gonna be okay. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just so much adult growth I was so proud I I think yeah because I I I reflect on it too you know there's there's moments where you know in breakups and these feelings that you want to be the victim you want to have you know inflict the blame on someone else and not reflect on it but there's so much more power in seeing that okay it wasn't 110% his fault. Like, there was some bad moments I had. There was, you know, bad times that I wasn't the greatest girlfriend, you know? And that's the most powerful thing is to stand in there and reflect on it. Because once you allow yourself to feel these feelings and, like, realize, like, I'm flawed. Like, I haven't always been such a perfect person. Like, you have a chance to change and, you know go move Mm -hmm. forward Mm -hmm. you know you're not always just going to be this flawed person but you have the opportunity for change yeah and that's the thing with breakups like however you open up to them like with your podcast like that being a reason 
to reflect on it and heal almost, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. that's the power in, in all of it. I think when we reflect and realize that, okay, I'm not always going to be like this perfect person, then you're already growing. Mm-hmm. Like go you girl. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. For sure. I love that. I think also like on the topic of them not saying like bashing, mm-hmm. I think it's like ego, right? Like we get in our ego and we then become defensive mm-hmm. and the defense is, is that we blame somebody else mm-hmm. or that we bash the situation or mm-hmm. that we become the victim um and so for me like part of it too is like me battling my ego a lot of times like even just in regular situations with mm-hmm. friends or family or work and being like look man like I did not handle that situation very well like yeah. I need to I need to apologize or I need to fix this somehow mm-hmm. um and, and so it's a lot of apologizing to yourself yeah. for you know letting yourself go through that because that's how I have been too, is like, mm-hmm. I cannot blame him for everything. Like, I'm the reason I, like, yeah, he helped out put, putting me in this situation, but it's my fault because I allowed it. Mm-hmm. And so I have to apologize and, you know, to myself for Being. making myself go through that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's huge. And that's really, mm-hmm. and, that, and that's really amazing. So with the podcast that you're doing, how does that or how has that helped you and have you felt like that helped towards others like you've seen that growth from what you're putting out there because you started this when you I think you said October right yeah I think it was in October um and for me it's like helped me tremendously like (laughs) one it keeps me accountable every week to like make sure I'm doing stuff that's working towards like what I say I'm gonna do Mm -hmm. um which has been huge Um, But also just, like, the showering of love and support Mm. and people and saying that I've helped them is just, like, that's just, like, overwhelming sometimes. Like, when people say that I've helped them, I'm like, ow, I just was, like, just talking. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Um, But I also do this daily motivational text now. Yeah. um, Part of With Love, Helly. and, And that in itself has just been so rewarding um, because for me, I just write down, like, like I told you before, like I write mm-hmm. down things that I feel like I need to hear mm-hmm. that are like motivational yes. and then I get these texts back of like, I really needed this today. Like today's mm-hmm. been so hard. Thank you so much. Or this is exactly what I'm going to do now or whatever it is. And, and so just hearing that feedback from the videos and from the text messages, it just makes me want to do it more. Right. Um, so I, I appreciate it. And I just, I really love I don't always love sharing my story, but <laughs> but I love that it, it helps others. Yeah, and it's, it's <clears throat> good when you get it off your chest to be able to share it with other people. And mm-hmm. sometimes people may not like it or they may think of you differently because that's how I feel sometimes sharing so much of myself of being vulnerable because mm-hmm. I don't do a lot of victim. I don't do a lot of uh, blaming the blaming. other person. Mm-hmm. And so I blame myself a lot because I... I mean, I put myself in this situation, right? So I don't want them to think, like, you're not taking responsibility mm-hmm. for what happened. And it's like, yes, it's my fault, but it still hurt me. Like, I still hurt myself. Yeah. And yeah. you have to allow yourself mm-hmm. that much. Give yourself some grace, especially yeah. in, in the toughest of the moments. Like, I, I don't like looking back in my breakups and what I've done or, you know, because I never see it as, like, what they've done. I used to. I was always like, well, he did this, da, da, da. Mm-hmm. like, this is why I'm this way. And, th- and like, no, like, you have to really step back because you will not heal unless you step back and reflect on it all. Mm-hmm. Because it's so easy. Like, you, you know, we, we talked about like they weren't 
bashing her on it but it's so easy to kind of reflect yourself on someone else yeah and they could have been like well no yeah you caused this you could have walked away you could have yeah. done this differently or whatever but, but because it's a situa- self yeah yeah we it's don't a know the situation but that's up to you to determine mm-hmm. that when you're self-reflecting on what the situation was yeah because yeah. people hear a breakup and you know, like I've said before, like, there's always three sides to the story. Yeah. I mean, the guy's going to go to his friends and be like, well, she was this way. So that's why I did <laughs> her like that. You know, it's yeah. always going to be somebody else's fault. So, mm-hmm. like, yeah. I think that's the important thing about what your story is. It's your story. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So whichever way you want to spin it or whatever, then that's that's you i think that's the most interesting piece to it because a lot of times when i'm speaking especially in the podcast i'm speaking in in i always try to tell people this too who i feel like a lot of our generation doesn't understand compassion Mm. because they think like they have to understand what that person is going through and they have to agree to be able to understand that they're hurting and i'm like no No. you can be with somebody and be and be acknowledgeable or Mm -hmm. acknowledge they're hurt yeah. without agreeing mm-hmm. or understanding. Yep. And so I think for me, like when I'm giving and saying things, it's literally like my point of view, how I felt. And I always try to say like, this is how I feel yes. because that doesn't mean like that's what happened. Yes. It's just how it made me feel. Yeah. Um, but it's so funny because I'll get this feedback of like, <laughs> like random people will text me and be like, I'm so sorry, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, what are you talking about? And they're like, well, you're not talking about me on your podcast. <laughs> What? I wish people would have texted me that. <laughs> but like, and they haven't listened the, to it's it. It's not even the person that I'm like talking about. So right. I'm like, I'm like, no, it's you were fine. triggered yeah. some way. Yeah. Yeah. Like but sometimes was, you're like, I'm sorry if this is me, and I'm like, it's it's fine. Like, <laughs> it's really funny. that's too funny. Oh my! You imagine, Mel? You get those text messages? I'm I'm waiting. <laughs> Phones on, everyone. <laughs> I'm waiting. Oh, my gosh. I mean, but I probably answered them just the same way you did. Like, that's my feelings, and that's how I feel. And you yeah. don't need to validate my exactly. feelings. And that's very important. I think I've, I've become this person who has changed so much in the six years with my husband because I wasn't always this person who would share my vulnerability to share my actual feelings. Like, I'm, I'm an Aries to the core. I am a fire sign. Like... You know, it's really hard to get me out of this shell to tell you my actual feelings. And even now, like, still six years down the road, like, my husband still has to, like, slightly remind me, like, okay, like, let's not jump back to old Liz. Like, come on, like, talk to me. And it, it does take some time for me to, like, reflect, like, okay, I need to step back a moment. Like, are you acknowledging his feelings or are you just, you just don't want to listen for whatever reason Mm -hmm. and that's a really big part in any relationship even with friends Mm -hmm. like i i can be the person that is like come on girl like get your big girl panties on and like let's move on because but that's because that's me and i that's where i realized like i'm just deflecting their feelings because then you don't want to like reflect on those like on your own on 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 yourself uh exactly and i was like man if i was you i would do x y and z like yeah but that's not you yeah and that's the really important part of it all is like being able to acknowledge people's feelings you don't need to understand their feelings you don't need to know what they're going through Mm -hmm. but you do need to be respectful and acknowledge the fact of their feelings yeah i think that's what makes it important in any relationship even especially in a marriage i feel like 
every day is a different thing so it's not like <laughs> seriously like it's not a it's not every day we're doing the same thing like no there's constant things that like we're growing through and i don't mm -hmm. think we're ever gonna just be the same i think yeah. as we're getting older like things are changing you know our kids are getting older there's different stuff that you know we have to communicate about and yeah. respect each other on those levels because otherwise i think if that didn't work out the way it has like we wouldn't be where we're at yeah but that level of vulnerability that you do with your podcast or when just in general we talk about like hurt and how we heal like that brings so many people together is what i've realized is like being open to that yeah and that's the crazy and that it's part. okay to share how you feel because mm -hmm. i mean like you said like it's just who we are sometimes that we don't want to share we're so closed off on <laughs> sharing how we're feeling yeah I think it's very interesting it. that you said, like, that you kind of changed because mm -hmm. for me, like, if anybody who's around me now, all of my closest people will tell you, like, this is just who I am. Like, I'm a super open and, like, vulnerable and honest and raw, mm -hmm. authentic person. And that's who I feel I am now. And, but, like, somebody from, like, six, seven years ago, like, yeah. ten years ago, I had an ex that, like, when I first started doing these podcasts, like wrote me and was like, you would have never have said any of these things. Like, to get anything out of you was, like, prying, like, a car door open. Yeah, like, yeah. And I was like, what do you mean? Like, I am so open. Like, and, yeah. and I was like, no. And then I had to, like, think back. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, oh, I did used to be, like, super closed off. Like, I would not tell yeah. my feelings. Like, everything was, like, super internal. Mm -hmm. And so... I had to really, like, think about it because I was like, <laughs> I am so open. Like, I don't know what you're talking about. But, like, it, it's true. Like, yeah. and I had to, like, work. And I mm -hmm. so a lot of times when I talk to people, I'm like, you can tell when somebody's put in the work. Mm -hmm. And you can tell when somebody hasn't. Yeah. yeah. And um, and I, I guess I had to realize that I actually, like, did work in order mm -hmm. to get to this space to mm -hmm. be able to be open and vulnerable and, and say, you know. And, and I actually, like want the hard conversations like I'd rather have the hard conversation than sit here in this yeah. like super uncomfortable and nobody's me talking I'm like, I'm like just talk to me like this is so uncomfortable and weird yeah. like ask me a random question I don't yeah. care and yeah. we'll go into depth yeah. from my childhood <laughs> to teenage yes. years to now my adulthood yeah. that's how it is too like even going to my parents house or talking to them I'm like am I just here to watch y'all breathe like I need to be like I need to be stimulated like ask me a question yeah. <laughs> how's work how's like I don't know just life in general but mm -hmm. yeah I have seen myself grow with this podcast of not just being vulnerable because I feel like I've like you said like I feel like I've always been vulnerable but that was only to the closest people to me mm -hmm. and now when I meet people like I'm just an open book like I'm just gonna share whatever I share and that's it yeah you know but mm -hmm. I've always been so reserved and shy and so I'm kind of getting out of that a little bit more so <laughs> Thanks to Liz, because she pulls me up from this. <laughs> That's what I do. No, <laughs> no, no but, but you make it comfortable for me, because yeah. some people will be like, Mel, you need to do this. Mel, you need to do that. Mm -hmm. She just kind of... It's Easy a little push. Push. Just, yeah, yeah. Just a nudge. Yeah. <laughs> no, oh, for sure. And, I mean, we talked on our, on our self-growth episode. We really reflected on the changes we've made and everything, and... I had posted an Instagram story not that long ago because I got a DM from someone back from like probably when I was like in my early 20s and they were like 
you know, it just seems like you're trying too hard. Mm. You know? And they're like, you seem they to tell be you that? Yeah. Um, I hadn't been wanting to talk about it because it just didn't seem like something that, to me, it was just kind of like, well, I haven't talked to you in over like eight years. You don't even like, know why are you in my DMs? Yeah. And that's the thing is that I want people to not like, like keep themselves reserved to change for the fact that people are going to think you're fake. You're, that's, I am so <laughs> glad you brought that up. It's so interesting. Like divine, divine timing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I had a, a friend, somebody I call friend, Same. um, that, <laughs> The other day, I went to a, a party, I guess you'd call it, but um, it was a group of people that I have been friends with for a really long time, like mm-hmm. 10 plus years. And we don't ever get together, and I'm usually like doing all these other things, so I don't always get to go to their get-togethers, so I happen to go. And she told me, she was like, I just can't watch your Instagram anymore. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what? I was like, okay. I was like, that's fine. Like, whatever. She was like you just seem so fake like you're just being somebody that you're not mm-hmm. and I was like can you explain that to me like I I don't think that I understand I feel like I'm being very like open and honest and mm-hmm. raw and authentic mm-hmm. and I'm like not holding back anything from the table and she said you just used to be like super positive and like so excited about life and like now like mm-hmm. it just seems like there's like this like up and down and I'm like well that's life like I actually get to like live life now and and the crazy thing is is that when she said that it triggered me because I was like so many times in like relationships people like the idea of me because at the beginning I show them this like super positive like Mm -hmm. let's go like cheerleader coach like Mm -hmm. we can do it and then whenever it like starts to settle and I have to like be who I am Mm -hmm. which is not always that person all the time like nobody can be that person yeah you could not be that positive all the time they feel like I'm like I haven't I'm like fake and not fake I guess but like that I am different than who I actually Mm -hmm. am Mm -hmm. and so it's very interesting that she said that to me because I was just like I was so like caught off guard by it Mm -hmm. but I also was like I think that you think that because I actually was being fake back then Mm -hmm. yes because I have this like face back then that I just put on this facade of like everything was wonderful and fabulous and blah 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 and like this is actually real life yeah like this is I am actually now showing you real life Mm -hmm. and so for you I think that's probably (laughs) the case it's like when they thought that you're being something you're not you're actually being more so of yourself yeah Mm -hmm. than you are yeah and that's the thing is that I just I was just like okay well thank you for that you know I I wanted to just go head on the like I was so ready to to just be because I was so triggered like who the hell do you think you are to tell me this like Mm -hmm. I haven't talked to you in over eight years and like you haven't been in my life like you're you're a lurker on my Instagram but you're not someone that I have grown you with have no or idea I have, what I've gone through to get here exactly and you're seeing the highlight reel of what my yes. Instagram page is yeah um, and if you've taken time to listen to anything like you would know that there's growth there's change there's strives to be a better person and so I was like okay well thank you for that I went on my Instagram story <laughs> and that's when I posted like I don't want anybody to ever have that fear that if you change to be a more positive person, to be more of a loving, understanding, mm-hmm. caring person, whether it's for yourself to 
like almost in like give yourself self-love yeah that doesn't make you a fake person and i think oh like i said old me would have went Popped on in those yeah, yeah. yeah. went on I'm yeah. Right with you <laughs> exactly right yeah. and but what i wanted to do was make it known because i know i'm not the first person to feel this way that someone sees you and you're like you're not the same mm. like oh no, yeah. well you you should be glad <laughs> yeah. i am not the same yeah person like i've made strives for myself to love myself more to give myself a little bit more grace um to also be the like help someone else's voice sound off for me as a reflection of a stay-at-home mom that is looking for a community a sisterhood like someone who's going to have your back when you need it yeah you know and also not depend on that Mm -hmm. but love yourself enough to love who you are and I think that was really important and I was just kind of like all right I'm just gonna say this once and I'm not ever gonna say it again and that's why I went on my Instagram story I'm like don't ever let anyone's opinion of who you were like deflect you from trying to be who you want to be and it doesn't make you faked and that's that's crazy because like you said you were putting on a facade back then so if anything i should apologize back then to you like seriously i'm sorry for the liz you had 20 years ago homegirl it's not the same (laughs) one now like no and i think that's what it's so cringeworthy to me like with facebook memories i hate when they pop up because it'll come back from like six seven years ago and i'm Mm. like why did you post that like (laughs) you were not even that person back then like you were so broken you didn't even know it and here you're posting this you're like positivity and your relationship is perfect no it wasn't girl and no you weren't positive you were probably crying in your bed every night like it wasn't what you thought it was gonna be like oh for sure mm -hmm. so true i know i'm just like i I, i'm finally bringing it up because i i want to make sure that people take a lot from this episode because it takes a lot to reflect on it Mm -hmm. and then not to victim blame or you know be like i'm always the victim in this mentality like and it's also all about mentality too Mm -hmm. like what you what you think you are is is all what it has to do with like i feel like if you're always going to be the victim you're always gonna be the victim whether it's a mindset almost yep and you're gonna go to your next relationship and you're gonna be the victim again and you're never you're not gonna know what is who you really are yeah absolutely and i think that's the work that you put in to do Mm -hmm. yeah yeah for sure and um with your podcast what has been like your like memorable moment like you would say Oh man, I think that I've had so many good ones. I think one of the things was um, that I talked about uh, a relationship struggle with me and my mom, mm. and um, and so one of the things is is how I was raised was kind of in a, a critical manner, meaning mm-hmm. like I had to be like really perfect, mm-hmm. and I had to like excel and achieve and be the best that I could possibly mm-hmm. be, which in turn like is a great thing I'm, mm-hmm. I'm very successful because of it but at the end of the day there were some things that were said sometimes that um kind of make me self-conscious about like my appearance mm-hmm. and my behavior sometimes so I, I did this whole section on like something that had happened during the Christmas time because I actually didn't go home for Thanksgiving or Christmas for the first time ever wow. this year um and it was very peaceful actually but, <laughs> <laughs> um but I, there's there was a situation that happened and so anyways I talked about it on my podcast 
And I was very nervous because I didn't, I usually tell people, like, mm-hmm. I don't ever use people's names, but I usually, like, if I allude to them mm-hmm. and I, it's, like, a big deal, I try to tell them yeah. before it comes out. Mm-hmm. Um, but for my mom, I didn't tell her anything because I didn't want to, like, I didn't want her to be mad at me. Uh-huh. And so um, it just so happened that I was on another friend's podcast and that story kind of ran in the same week, like, multiple times. Oh, wow. And uh-huh. she was homesick. And so she, like, texted me and she was like, I'm listening to all your podcasts today. And I was like... <laughs> Okay, have fun. I'll talk to you later. Um, and so I was very nervous. Mm-hmm. But the great thing is, is that she sent me this text message back. So what happened was she came to my house, and I don't normally do my hair on Mondays because I try not to, like, blow dry it all that, mm-hmm. all that often. Um, so I just let it dry natural. Mm-hmm. And she came, and we were going to go eat with uh, my team. And she was like, what's happening with your hair? And I was like, what do you mean? <laughs> and she was like, what's going on with it? Like, did you not, have you not gotten it done in a while? And so then I, I'm like, I'm like, what's happening? And I'm like, yeah. uh, I'm like, well, she was like, did you not think you needed to do it when I, since I was coming, like to see you? Mm-hmm. And I was like, I don't know. It's, it's a Monday. Like, I don't really do my hair that often on Monday. Mm-hmm. I was like, I can put it up in a ponytail. Like, it's not a big deal. Mm-hmm. So anyways, I was talking about this on the podcast. Well, she then texts me and she says, I didn't, I wasn't trying to, like, be mean about your hair. She was, like, I was just, I was actually trying to, like, give you money to get your hair done in case you needed it without having to, like, tell you, like, here's Mm. money. And I was, like, that's a very interesting way to go about it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I was, like, but while I understand what you're saying, Mm -hmm. I think that sometimes the way you speak to me is um, is super critical Mm -hmm. and it's hurtful. Mm -hmm. And, um, anyway, she wrote back and she said, I'm, I'm super sorry. You're right. Like I grew up a certain way and, and I didn't know how to like, you know, do better with you. Mm-hmm. And she said, I'm, I'm just really happy that you're trying to break the chain. And that was super huge for me oh, because yeah. at least she acknowledged yeah. it. Yeah. But then also she acknowledged me having the work in myself, yeah. which I was like super grateful for. Yeah. So. It's really nice when parents recognize those things. Cause my mom is like that too. The women in my family are very opinionated and critical. And so you have to be, you have, I think that's why I, I feel so tough sometimes. And like I have a tough exterior because I can take the hits, but there's a time where just it really, want to. it really hits you. And especially coming from a mother, like, I don't want to hear those words from my mom. It's like, mom, how do I look today? And she's like, why are you wearing that? And it's like, mm. don't ask me why I'm wearing it. Just, mm-hmm. I just asked you a yes or no like question. Like, do I look good in this or not? You know? <laughs> yeah. And so, yeah, I have to really kind of step my foot down like with her and tell her like, you need to stop talking to me like this because I'm 32 years old mm-hmm. and I'm not a child anymore. And you can't talk to me like that anymore. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to take it from you. And so she's really kind of, she still tries to throw those punches sometimes. And I'm just mm-hmm. like, nope, I already told you. I'm not doing it. I'm mm-hmm. not doing it. And so, you know, she's she has said that she ha- is proud that I'm finally, like, speaking up because mm-hmm. I didn't used to. I've always been quiet. I've always been, you know, my my parents have always been, have spoken for me, basically. Mm-hmm. And so I've always been the child that's like, I don't say anything. Yeah. I don't say anything. And then finally, I'm finding my voice to speak up. And she's like, well, good. Mm. <laughs> I'm glad you're saying something now, yeah. you know? So she's proud, but she's still working on her stuff, too. And that, so. and that's the thing that... And she doesn't listen to the podcast, either. Yeah. 
Yeah, I think you mentioned that she does it just for personal. She follows reasons, us and everything. But, yeah. She's just like, I think it's just too personal, and yeah. I don't want. I don't want to get in your personal, in your personal life. And I'm yeah. like, okay, that's fine. I'm like, it's better if you don't. Yeah, <laughs> when you're a mom, it's really, it really changes your perspective on so many levels because, you know, I see it now with my own daughter. Mm-hmm. My daughter's about to be 11, and I see myself stopping before I say something because it, it's so quick to just say something to yeah. your kid for you're the parent, right? Like, that's always that. Mm-hmm. You have that right there at hand. But then you have to reflect on the fact that, yeah, you're their parent, but they're their own person. Yeah, mm-hmm. You have to allow them to have also set boundaries like i have to set boundaries with certain ways that i talk about myself in front of my daughter mm-hmm. and the same way that i talk to myself like i need to reflect on well how would she feel like my daughter's definitely a more sensitive person than i was at her age and again we always give that we always give that reasoning because it's how we were raised right it's so easy to just deflect on the fact that who we are as a person and we don't reflect on like well, it's because I was raised this way. It's like, your kids aren't being raised in the same time and age mm-hmm. you were. And I look at that so much now that our kids are getting older, especially my daughter. I see that so much. And I and I am reflecting on my own relationship with my mother. So and then I can stop those cycles. Mm-hmm. Stop mm-hmm. the fact that you are going to be a strong, opinionated woman regardless of what your mom has to say or you have to be this way because you're a woman or you have to act this way because you're a woman like I think that's the thing that maybe now is breaking the chain with myself because I've reflected on so much and so for growth in myself is like I had to give myself that I am learning as my mm-hmm. own daughter's mm-hmm. growing, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, I have to stop and not be so hard to know it all as a mother, right? Mm-hmm. Like, she's going through changes constantly. She's going through different emotions. And I have to stop myself in my tracks and being like, okay, like, maybe you did not need to be that harsh or you did not need to speak to her in that tone. And it's just like, okay, like, here I am. Like, okay, I'm sorry for the way that I spoke to you. Like, I'm working on it. But you know there's a level of respect that we need to have as a mother and a daughter but Mm -hmm. you know like just take my apology as it is because i i've never in a million years heard my mom ever say sorry for the way that she spoke to me she said to me like nothing you know i'm your mother and that's that you know yeah i think that's so true Mm -hmm. that's something that i spoke to my mom about too is that like the fact that like i feel like i'm sorry like i wrote down this list of like all the things that i want and like in a family and in a life and like Mm -hmm. one of them is that I will apologize to my kids like profusely Mm -hmm. like probably just as much as I say I love you I will apologize yeah yeah um because that's also something I didn't hear like I'm Mm -hmm. sorry is is not something that I heard and so it's one of those things where I now I'm like I'm like a stickler for like you better take responsibility for what (laughs) you've done like anybody who's in my life I'm like you need to say you're sorry you need Mm -hmm. to say what you did (laughs) yeah and over communicate because I think a lot of our families didn't communicate a lot of those things to Mm -hmm. us like 
they said no and that was that and it's like can you tell me no why why yeah mm-hmm. and i know that if you know they probably don't want to because you're a kid why do you need to know mm-hmm. that but it's like it's so much easier than just saying no all the time mm-hmm. like if you tell me no then at least i know with the reason right yeah, yeah. so it's not just because you want to make I'm, my life miserable <laughs> i'm the parent what i yeah. say goes like uh-huh. well can you tell me why like, yeah. so I know, mm-hmm. and I don't have to ask you again, because I'll probably ask you again tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> oh, exactly. It's, it's like, as a parent, like, you have to also heal your own traumas mm-hmm. to be able to grow from it, and then, in turn, as a parent, teach differently. And that's why I don't feel, like, I don't hold any kind of resentment towards my parents or mm-hmm. my family at all, because I know whatever they went through and that's their own mm-hmm. thing but for me like I want to change it going forward yeah. yeah um maybe they didn't have that opportunity to kind of heal themselves or to re- really realize that those were hurtful words yes or, or that those were things that were wrong with their childhood mm-hmm. you know what I mean so I can't blame them yeah. they tried their best mm-hmm. and but it's up to me now that I have the chance and the opportunity to change those myself yeah. for myself and my future children. Yeah. So. Oh, the same. I think the hardest job I've ever had to do was be a mom. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's a day in, day out thing. But, yeah, like, it starts with yourself. Mm-hmm. Like, however you're going to go about it. You know, even if you're not a parent, like, just yourself. How you love yourself is how others are going to love you. Yeah. And that will reflect so much in the person who you are. And then, in turn, like, that just brings people to you mm-hmm. for different reasons and a lot of it is like the more love you give like the more love you'll receive especially in yourself like you see it like i see it endlessly like with my own kids like i will smother you with love so much to the point that they're like get off me like Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know and because i want you to know that i love you regardless of me being this way or you know it's just like there's always going to be moments where mom's gonna mess up and i'm sorry but I'm still going to love you. Yeah. Like, you know, and that's the thing. It, it goes vice versa. So your kids are always going to love you regardless of what you do. Mm-hmm. But in turn, then you have to like set that, set the pace that you're going to get as they get older, like what yeah. relationship you're going to create. Because that, and, and all in all, all relationships just come mm-hmm. with how you, the betterment of yourself and then that passes on. So true. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I think this is a really good talk. It was. <laughs> it was really good. Yeah. But really quickly before we take off, um, let us know where they can reach you on your Instagram and then podcast and we'll also tag you on our show notes. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Instagram and Facebook is both with Love Helly. Uh-huh. Um, and... What was the second thing? <laughs> so sorry. No, yeah, your podcast and your Instagram. Oh, it's all with and, Love Yeah, it's Helly. all with Love yeah, Helly. I, I, awesome. Everything is with Love Helly. Sorry. Yeah, and we'll definitely tag you on the show notes. That way mm-hmm. they can check you out. And for Examine Your Brand, does that have its own website? Or? Yeah, examineyourbrand.com is the website. Awesome. awesome. All right. Yeah. Well, we thank really you for being here. Yeah. Thank you for sharing. so much. Absolutely. You I guys know. are like a tag team duo <laughs> of like amazingness. I love thank it. Thank you so much. Thank you. Seriously. So give her a follow and check out her podcast, guys. I'm sure you guys are going to love the content as much as I've been loving it myself. So I was really glad you can come out here and join us and talk with us. So if you take anything from this, guys, let us know. We would love your feedback and definitely we'll be um, letting uh, Angelica know how you guys loved her podcast. Until next time, guys. Bye. 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 
Help us get more exposure. Make sure to leave us a review on Apple Podcast and click on the fifth star. And subscribe to get notifications on all our newest episodes. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Modern Day Mujeres and now on Twitter at Modern Day Mujer. The link is in our bio. Check it out. <laughs>